You're listening to the System Saving Podcast, episode number 156. Today, we're going to be talking about how to review your money quarterly. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me Podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that totally makes me want to shout from the rooftops, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law software marriage. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. Have you ever needed someone to schedule a time with you and send you a photo or document? No more searching your inbox for podcast guest photos or clients' random notes. Enter Acuity's ability to include a file upload question in your intake form. Simply go to the intake form subtab to create a new form, and inside the form, Add the question named File Upload. You can capture pictures, documents, music files, and more up to a five megabyte limit. Save the insanity that is your inbox and keep everything inside of Acuity for easy client management. If you want to learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business or start using Acuity today, go to systemsamey.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. She is just such such a bright ball of sunshine and I think that she is so smart when it comes to finances and you know, it, it makes it way less scary when you have somebody who can really bring it to I mean, I'm going to say down to me because I'm definitely not um <laughs> the the finance expert, so I just think she puts it in the simplest terms for you to to really like grab onto. So I'm really excited to share her with you guys. So Michelle, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, girl. <laughs> uh, so let's start off by just um, having you shoot us a couple of details about you and your business. Sure. Well, my name is Michelle Bartley and I am the owner of Money Basics. So I am a financial strategist, and what I do as a financial strategist, I help business owners to build and utilize their cash flow to align with their vision board and their wealth building goals, right? So you know how many of us may have a vision board and we want to build wealth, but we don't necessarily know the numbers around it, right? Yeah. It's there. We have pie in the sky ideas, Mm -hmm. but we've never really quantified it. So that's what I really do, um, and I'm making sure that, you know what, that businesses build their business to be able to support that because your business is responsible for funding your wealth and your vision board dreams. Yep. Totally agree. You got to put the dollars and cents with, with the photos. Cause otherwise, how, how do you know what, you know, you gotta have to put the practical with, with the, uh, I guess not so practical. Exactly. So, 
Let's go ahead and dive into the juicy stuff. I'm really excited about this topic because obviously the last two questions of every podcast episode, I ask people about the best and worst financial investments they make in their business. And so we are going to be diving into how to make investments in your business, just generally speaking. And, you know, I think that it is it's really a skill that you have to hone in order to know what are the best and not the best financial investments yes. for you to make. So I'm really excited to, to really dive into this topic. So first kind of describe your business as well as your clients' businesses before you implemented this process of knowing what investments to make, what investments not to make. Sure. So I'll start with myself, right? So um, when I first started my business, of course, I think most entrepreneurs, when they start especially those who are in the online space you get sucked into the vortex of courses and different offers that are available to you and it's just like you feel like every single thing you need right <laughs> and of course you know when you're first starting out like a 27 dollars here 47 dollars there oh, that's nothing and i'll get to it right. or whatever yeah. and then over time you, you know, we all have a course graveyard, many of us who are on the online um, spectrum. We all have these course graveyards somewhere. We started something, we didn't quite finish it off, right? No sh yeah. throwing any shade or anything, <laughs> yeah. but that's what happens, right? But I think one of the things that I had to step back myself, even though I'm a money person, yeah. and say, you know what, I have to remember my principle that, you know what, investment decisions must be fueled by numbers and not feelings mm -hmm. right yeah. so you have to go back to looking at why am i doing something why am i proceeding to do that because it's not just the money you also have to look at the time investment it's no different than when we went to school yes you'll have a course curriculum it'll tell you how many hours you need to spend in class but we all know by the time you leave class, you have another two, three, four hours, depending on what you're taking, right? Yep. So these things need to be factored in uh, when you're going in to look at investing in anything. And it's not just even per se from your business. It's also from a personal development perspective as well. Yep. 100%. And was there a moment that finally drove you to actually put a process toward this? Or was it just kind of a, a long drawn out, like, all right, I'm sick of like either making bad financial um, investments or um, I, I want to be better at this. What was the turning point where you're like, okay, I need to actually put a system in place? I think it was just for me, was just really going back and seeing it got to a point where I had, I think there was a point where I had about 10 of those 27, $47 um, course is just there and I'm like I haven't even logged into this thing yet <laughs> this is not good yeah. so I said you know what girl you need to put some kind of parameters around and you know better right so yeah. you, you got to do better for yourself as well and especially once um even with other people that I work with with my clients I see that in many different ways right not just from the course yeah. perspective but whether it's a product whether it's a, a, a software as a service, whatever it is, it's we are usually fueled by um, emotions or we think or a fear or a FOMO or whatever it is that we need to have it right now. But sometimes yes. we just need to step back for a second and really assess, is this what we need? Yep. 
Yep, totally. So go ahead and walk us through the steps of your process and how to make intelligent financial investments in your business. Sure. So I said it's more like five steps that you need to proceed with. So the first step, of course, is to establish a list of investments that you need to make in your business mm. and within yourself. Mm. Right. So if we're talking about the personal development aspect, these things could range from whether it is, you know, whether it's fitness things, whether it's health things, whether it's just things you want to develop with your mindset, and whatever those things are. These yeah. could look as things as books, they could be coaching, whatever it is under the sun, they could be there. But it's it's important to list it out and say, okay, these are the things that I want to invest in myself, whether it's a one-time thing or it's something that you continue to do on a month-to-month basis, right? Yeah. And then when we move over to the business side, now those are usually more a lot of them are one-time investments, but they continue to provide back to you in many different ways. And again, this could be aspects of you looking at establishing yourself as an expert in whatever it is that you're doing. So let's say you want a certification in something. So you need to look at, okay, just the certification. What else comes along with that that you need to allocate funds for? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right? I think that a lot of, and when it comes to business investments as well, it can be, again, like we had mentioned before, it can be easy for those like one time 2747 stuff. But if it isn't in the right categories of what it is that you are looking for, then even though it was a small investment, it still wasn't necessarily the best investment for you to make at the time. Exactly. Also, you got to prioritize the list, right? Uh So when you make this list, one of the other things that I say you need to do is classify it. So is it something that's going to increase your cash flow? Is it going to allow you to make more money? Is it allow you, is it going to allow you to increase your equity or profit in some way? Um, Mm. Is it going to save you time or make you more efficient at what you do? Mm. Um, Also, is it, or could it just be something that's going to provide you a peace of mind? Yes. Right. That one's my favorite one. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. these things do do count. We all know that your your energy, um, besides your time, is probably one of the most important things that you need to protect. So sometimes you need to spend money to protect your energy. Yeah. Right. Love that. Right. Um, and also looking at is how is this going to continue to position you as the expert that you want to be? Like. What's going on? Is this what you need to be doing right now? Right? Yep. Now, the other aspect of this, again, let's look at the numbers again. We got to establish a budget. And it's not budget. I don't just necessarily mean money. What's going on with your time? Right? So this is where we talk about um, from the budget aspect, we're saying, okay, how much is it? And how are you planning to pay for it? Right? Mm-hmm. Because is, are you taking it from, if it's your personal funds, are you taking it from your personal funds? Could this be utilized to do something else? Um, yeah. If you're using a credit card, how long are you planning on keeping this on a credit card? Because then that $1,000 course and you have a 19.99% APR right. on your credit card is no longer going to be a $1,000 course if yep. you keep it on your credit card for a year. Yep. Right? Yep. So those are the things you have to factor in into your your costs when you're looking to um, budget for this. Don't look at the sticker price only. Go look mm-hmm. at the sticker price if you're really just taking cash out of 
money that you actually do have in your possession to actually pay for it. Yep. Right. So smart. All right. What's next? All right. So uh, number three, this is where we're talking about documenting the time that is able for you to complete uh, the complete and implement the investment. So Mm -hmm. how much time do you need in order to learn or acquire whatever it is that you're trying to do? Yep. Right. So not just the time to go through the modules or, or to sit with somebody on a phone call, but there's usually work that comes out of it. So how much is that? Right. So you got to establish, is it a one to one, a one to four? And then mm-hmm. you're going to need to go back to your actual schedule and look and see, if, is this something you have time to do right now? Yep. Yep. It's as simple as that. Because again, time there's, it's, it's, there's, you can't get any more of it when you don't know, really yep. know when your time is up, you know, you got 24 hours in the day, seven days in the week, mm-hmm. all that, you know, X, 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 and you gotta be smart with it. And, you know, it's funny cause the whole Beyonce has the same amount of hours that you have. I was just talking to somebody about this earlier this week. And I said to, I said to her, I said, listen, I'm getting tired of hearing that because same Beyonce <laughs> listen Beyonce has help on levels that I don't have so that's why her hours are more than mine let's be real <laughs> she's got help I, right. a lot of it yes I'm like listen guys like this is not I hate I know I hate when I see that pop up I want to like bash the head in of whoever it is put yes it's like stop, stop trying to time shame me like let's be real <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Time Jamie. I love that. Don't. It's so <sighs> anyway, side note. Yes. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, again, when we're looking at that space of time, when you go back to your calendar and you really say, okay, well, I'm going to invest in something and the actual package time, let's say I'm hiring a coach and I hire a coach for a three-month period and the amount of time that I'm working with the coach is for 15 hours. Now, it doesn't sound like anything, right? Right. But for each hour that you meet with the coach or however it is that it's structured, let's say it's 15 separate meetings over the space of uh, three months, that probably produces another two to three hours of work each time, mm. right? So that 15-hour time frame turns into easily, if it's like using three hours each time, that turns into 45. Yeah, easily. 45 hours, easily. Actually, excuse me, I'm doing my math wrong from 60 hours. Ah, yes. Yes, 60 <laughs> yeah. hours, easily. Yeah. So, and it, when you stop and think about if you're already um, brimmed when it comes to your time, yeah. where are you, what are you going to do with that? You're not going to make the best use of it. Yeah, so right? agree. Such a good point. Mm-hmm. All right, so the fourth piece is establishing what you want your ROI for this to be. You have to establish some parameters around this, right? So if it is that you're, and again, going back to the classifications that we've had, is it something that you, that you wanted to be able to increase your cash flow? So again, let's say I invest in a certification. The certification is $5,000. Mm-hmm. And I need to be able to determine, okay, how long is this going to be able, um, how long is it going to take me to complete the certification, right? And then once I'm finished the certification, um, how soon can I, n- number one, break even? You need, you should establish a time frame in which you want to break even on this, 
Yeah. Right. And then secondly, how long is it going to take you to make a certain amount of money, whatever that return on investment or that dollar amount is mm -hmm. within the next year? Yeah. Depending I, on what the certification is, right? Because some certifications, I mean, I'm sort of, I'm a certified project manager that could last me for the rest of my life. Right. right. And I will continue to make money from that. But depending on what it is, it looks different for everybody else. But you have to look at these different things when you're looking to invest in it or else mm -hmm. you're just throwing away your money. Yep. I, I think that the, the question, like people don't ask the ROI question enough, right? Like, yes. and they're making those, those decisions off of feelings. Like, I feel like it's going to be great. And it's like, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, is this is actually going to be nice or is this going to feel nice? Cause I think it's important to have both, you know, I'm not saying go out there and make investments that don't feel good to you, mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a balance of both. So that ROI question is, is huge. Because the, the thing is like, I want, I want your listeners to understand when I talk about the fact that your business is responsible for providing you with the cash flow that you need to whether it's to build wealth, afford your lifestyle mm -hmm. or afford whatever it is that you have on your vision board. All of that equates right back down to cash flow at the end of the day. Yep. Right. And to me, it's not about the money. It's about the numbers. Yep. Right. So the more yep. that you understand what those numbers are and the more that you understand what is going on from a cost perspective mm -hmm. and what the numbers are around that, then that should dictate what you need to do. Yes. Once you factor out the emotions and we're emotional beings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's where your whole, the whole money mindset piece comes in because mm. that gets entangled with everything as well. Like you said, yeah. well, I feel like this is going to be better. You have the aspects of, you know, you don't want to miss out on something or you just have this hunch or whatever the case is. And yeah. you, I mean, you and I know, um, if you're working from a corporate perspective and you look at these big businesses, they have like thick business cases to validate when they're going to invest in something. Yeah. Numbers, it, graphs, charts. Yes. All of it. Meetings beyond like meetings, yeah. <laughs> like all that yes. stuff. That's so that's, I think it's important. We should start to take that same approach because the more that you funnel money into things that aren't either saving you time, allowing you to make more money, then that's taking away from your goals that you say that you want, yeah. your financial goals. You can't get it. And then in, in most instances that I've seen, you know, I don't want to say unfortunately, a lot of times people are using debt to acquire these things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right? And I, I'm not, I'm not a proponent to say that all debt is bad. I don't believe right. that. Right. You have to use debt in order to help you to make more money. But if you are stalling and not doing what you're supposed to do. Right. Then that's not so good. No, it's not. Yeah. All right. So going back to, um, I think we are on point number five now. I think the five, number five right now is more on the accountability and really questioning yourself to ask you, is this an impulsive buy? Yep. Right? Absolutely. Impulsive buys can kill your business mm -hmm. and it could kill your own personal finances as well, as we know, right? Yes. So it's important if you know that you're triggered by sales or you're triggered by FOMO, everybody has something. 
depending yeah. on what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. No shame in that. It's, it's about understanding what your own personal triggers are. And maybe it's to the point where, you know what, I've, I've had a friend wide caller and say, look, I'm looking to invest in something. Here is my business case as to why. Because sometimes you will have it in your head as to what you want to get done. Build an accountability piece around this as well. And yeah. call somebody and say, okay, this is why I want to do it. Obviously, they need to know what's going on with you and what yeah. you're trying to accomplish. But sometimes they can hear things that you're not hearing yourself because you make it look mm -hmm. sexy. It sounds mm -hmm. sexy. And then, you know, they're just like, girl, no. Well, no. <laughs> like, no. no you don't need this right now yeah. remember this is what you said you wanted to do and it mm -hmm. is going back again to point number one when you look at that list that you've created you should prioritize uh what it is that you need to be focusing on yeah yeah right yeah and i think that i mean again i'm very persuasive to myself i can <laughs> convince myself to do, to buy, to be, to whatever, so many things, right? And I think that, again, that accountability piece is big because somebody else can kind of get in through the gunk of, of your sweet talking yourself. Be your like, feelings. Right, and all them feelings. Yes. Uh, and be like, no, like, remember, like, this is what we're doing. And actually, I just implemented something about this just for my own accountability. I, I did an IFTTT, which is if this and that, um, where every morning I get a text mm -hmm. about the goals that I want. And so I remember like, mm -hmm. okay, and I actually kind of wanted to like text me more throughout the day to just like, right. keep it really on my mind of just like, no, these are your goals. Like, do not divert from like what it is that we're doing with all the bright, shiny objects and stuff like that. Because I think it's so easy to add things in your business. Add, 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 yeah. add, add. It's a lot harder to let go of. And that's why this show's like hoarders and all this sort of stuff. Because, which is, a, a, I love watching that show because I just Me love too. seeing all the crap. <laughs> Get it all out. Get it out. So it's, but it's tough. And there's multiple ways of accountability, whether it's a text message, whether it's a, a person, you know, that you're, you're talking things through. There's so many ways. And finding ways that work for you, keep you on track is huge with money. It really yeah. is. Because we all have our own money mindset things that get in the way. Yeah. Everybody has them, right? Yeah. And I think it's about the more that you get real about your numbers, the more that you start to understand what you really want, those things are going to come to the surface, whether you like it or not, yeah. right? And you're going to have to deal with it. And I think it's just saying, not beating yourself up, but giving yourself some grace and some compassion to say, okay, as you're transitioning away from thinking or behaving in a particular way, mm -hmm. how can you also build in things within how you manage your money to not send you off the deep end, right? So the other piece to this too is whether you just set a, a broader budget and you just say, okay, these, maybe I have a little small fund here for mm -hmm these impulsive buys while I'm trying my best to stop doing that. And then you keep reducing that amount as the months go by and you have nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it takes time. Like change doesn't happen overnight. And unfortunately, when you try to change too much at once, everything about you will resist it. Oh, a hundred percent. Too much change. Mm -hmm. 
Like it's, it's, it's all bad news. So, and I think also building incentives is a big thing for me. So if I am able to stick to something, then I get to go and do like a little something or a rah-rah or get a massage or whatever, just because, and I like to build those in because I like to reward myself for doing well. I'm, that's how I work. Not that I don't work with consequences as well, but just like, I like the positive reinforcement of like, okay, I've stuck to my guns on this thing for however long let's go get a massage or let's go get a smoothie with a friend. Like let's sometimes I, like my incentives are silly. Sometimes like, Oh, you get to go take a bubble bath, which I could take any day of the week, but because it means something when exactly. you put it in like an incentive format. And that's the thing. I think it really is that journey of saying, okay, well, what works for me, yep. but still having systems around what you need to do in order to keep you on track for whatever it is that you want to do, right? Because yep. there's no improvement and getting better without investing in yourself. Yes. Right? That's, you know, we, I may talk about financial wealth, but you are the biggest thing that you need to support at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? But it's just yep. like, how do you establish that and not set yourself over the deep end? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's sacrifices that you have to make. And it is. Especially if you are a business owner, as I would say this, because I work with both business owners and regular nine to fivers, as a business owner, you could turn up or turn down that dial as much as you want, right? So utilize that and really build a business that can support and understand what those numbers are so that you're building that into your revenue goals. That's really important. Yes. Amen to all of that. So... Speaking of all the investing that we've just gone over, yes, let me get personal with you. What was your best financial investment in business? I would say, oddly enough, I think when I first came into this online world, uh, I didn't understand it. And the first one of the first big investments that I made, well, big to me at the time, right, (laughs) was I I uh, purchased Bebo out Halle Gray's course yeah I think that was like one of the best investments I've ever made I start to understand I understand it I know what to do it really set me up for success and of course she's like so awesome she is super (laughs) awesome yeah she's good peoples yes and then what was your worst financial investment in business I don't want to say I have worst per se but I will say that you know I've bought courses and it was just like girl why why did you do this (laughs) right you've I've bought courses before I'm like girl you already know this why are you buying this course Uh, I know again feelings (laughs) yes going back to those dang feelings Oh, they will get you. They will get you. So, yes. well, where can people find you online? I need all the people to find you. So give website, give any social media, all the places. All right. You can find me on my website at moneybasics.ca, CA meaning Canada. Yes. <laughs> I'm Canadian. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Instagram at moneybasics. Easy enough, easy enough. And all that will be in the show notes and the description so you can find her very, very easily. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure getting to chat with you. Thank you so much, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. 
Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsamey.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.